Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, here we go. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins out for a few days. Um, you say Joe Biden repeated this again? I, I can't believe this. Um, and, and Good Morning America actually played the video but didn't treat this as the outrage that it is. But the Atlanta Journal-Constitution got video of a phone call that Joe Biden made to the Gold Star parents of one of the soldiers who was killed by Iran proxies a few days ago. Uh, he called Oneida and Sean Sanders, whose daughter Kennedy was killed. And this was actually part of the conversation. Okay, roll it. I know, uh, you know, everybody, uh, I, I know there's nothing anybody can say or do to ease the pain. I've been there. Yes, sir, we understand. We're promoting her posthumously to sergeant. Oh, wow, that Thanks, is sir. the best news I've heard today. Thank you so much. You don't know how much that means to us. Oh, well, I tell you what, it means a lot to, a lot to me. Uh, that's how I lost him. Yeah, my son spent a year in Iraq. That's how I lost him. Now, the, the apologist for Joe Biden will say, well, he has suggested in the past that the burn pits near the base where he was uh, contributed to his cancer returning. But he phrases it that way, and he's done this several times. I mean, one time he actually said my son was killed in Iraq. Uh, his son, Bo, was not killed in Iraq. He sadly died from brain cancer here yeah. in the United States. Um, and you're talking to parents who are going through something that is significantly different than losing your kids either in a car accident or from cancer, which are both tragedies unto themselves. Uh, Absolutely. Never question that, and that's what Joe Biden has lived through. But it's not the same as somebody who sends their daughter off to the armed forces and then finds out that their daughter paid the ultimate sacrifice. And to try to tie those two things together from Biden is sickening every time he tries to do it. Man, oh, man. Well, I guess he's going to keep doing it yeah, until he, he gets called on it. Although people from the left have called him out on that. Yeah. You know, even other Democrats, it's sort of strange. But I wouldn't guess ABC is going to say, you know, just so you understand. Yeah. You know, here's the actual fact of that matter. Oh, Biden's planning on going to East Palestine. Yeah. Finally, after a year, where that train derailment was. I don't, you know, they were covering this yesterday um, on Fox. I don't, I don't know if you heard this or not, but it was a statement uh, that the mayor there had made a little while back um, that resurfaced. And <laughs> it's interesting that Brett Baer just sort of read it on the air and then went into uh, a current statement from the mayor. Happened. The president is always welcome to our town, he said. That being said, I don't know what he would do here now. We're going on a year and nothing from the White House. The best time for him to come would be February of 2025 when he's on his book tour. Kelly Saberia. <laughs> had you heard that before? <laughs> I had not heard that, but oh I my hadn't God. heard it before either. <laughs> so then they go to the report, and here you go. I wrote a letter to him uh, about a month ago. This is the saying mayor. that, you know, I think he needed to come. 
and you know, I was gracious in the letter. Uh, I think he needs to see what's going on here. Do you still stand by that comment about the book tour? I 100% stand by the comment about the book tour. I I think that's the best time for him. Him personally is, you know, his Joe Biden. That's the best time for Joe Biden to come. Uh, I think the best time for him to come would have been whenever he, you know, whenever this happened. Yeah, yeah. Trent Conaway. By the way, a little bit later too, we'll get to the question to Kareem Jean Pierre if Joe would drink the water while he's there. Oh yeah. The way she answers that, man, it's just running in circles. But we'll save that for a little bit later. thought this was interesting, talking about, you know, illegal immigration, what a problem it is. And New York City has been a highlight in this story for the past several months. Yeah. And there was this little battle going on with the governor, Kathy Hochul, and the mayor, Eric Adams. Well, you saw what happened the other day, the mob of migrants that started just beating the heck out of these cops. Yeah. And it was caught on camera. And Kathy Hochul actually said it's something we should look at as far as deporting them. Well, look at? How about that's a no-brainer? Absolutely. She. This was the statement. I think that's actually something that should be looked at. I mean, if someone commits a crime against a police officer in the state of New York and they're not here legally, it's definitely worth checking into. These are law enforcement officers who should never, under any circumstances, be subjected to physical assault. Well, that's rich, yeah, isn't right. it? It's wrong on all accounts, and I'm looking to judges and prosecutors to do the right thing. You're the leader. <laughs> you could start demanding it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and it is a no-brainer. It's just, it's, it's almost amazing we're at this point in history now that the governor says this, and it's surprising to us that she said it's actually something we should look at. Yeah, but I mean, the, the problem that she'll run into is that if they, if, if New York City is still abiding by the sanctuary city statutes, then they're not going to be working with ICE to hand these people over for deportation proceedings, and they're all already out without bail. Did you see the photo of the one dude? Oh, he's flipping people off. Yeah, he's flipping the bird to people, saying, what are you going to do about it? And Unreal. He's right. There isn't anything anybody's going to no. do about it. No. It's nuts. Oh, at the same time, and this story's out today, uh, Kathy Hochul uh, is loosening the state job requirements for people here illegally. Oh, there you go. You know, requirements like proof of a high school diploma or English proficiency. Yeah, you don't need that. Yeah. We need these people out working. Wait a second. I thought the impoverished people around New York needed jobs you, so you're going to have people here illegally take the jobs that you could give to people that are already here no. that are impoverished looking for work that doesn't make any sense to people no but that's all a part of the big plan isn't it of course um you had a story about chicago and the city council there yeah well having solved all of their other problems the chicago city council has voted on calling for a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas. <laughs> you got to be joking. Yeah, me. Mayor Brandon Johnson cast the tie-breaking vote. It was 23-23, and he cast the tie-breaking vote. The activists in attendance at the meeting were ecstatic Here when he did go. this. Okay. I will exercise my vote and my right and my vote aye. Yeah! That's the biggest concern right now in Chicago? Yeah. Is a ceasefire in Gaza? These are paid for. Yeah. These people, these are organizations that are paying for all this crap. The citizens of Chicago don't care about that. No. Well, no, of course they don't. Because, I mean, 
Look, this did not take me very long to put together. If you've listened to the show for any number of years, you you know I like to put together montages. Yeah. Um, this just took me a few minutes to put together, scanning the headlines of local news reports from the last 24 hours. Here, here's what else is going on while the city council is talking about a ceasefire. <laughs> Okay, I can't wait to hear this. Students really grieve their classmates identified by the medical examiner as 16-year-old Davion Gibson. Two other students were shot. It's the oh. second shooting in the last week involving teenage students in Chicago. Witnesses say a shootout happened in the AutoZone parking lot. Chicago police investigate a shooting and an apparent robbery of an off-duty Chicago firefighter. A group is expected to announce a monetary reward later this morning for information leading to the arrest of the person responsible for the killing of that food delivery driver. One person is killed in a shooting and crash in the East Garfield Park neighborhood. Thank God I was not, you know, walking through here when it, when, you know, when it, it, it happened, you know. Yeah. And obviously that's not one story being reported several no. times. Those are all different. Those are all different stories. You got, you got teenagers right outside of schools getting shot, getting killed. You've got food delivery drivers getting killed during robberies gone wrong. You got carjackings galore. You need to be worried about calling for a ceasefire in Chicago. No Gaza. Wow. That's incredible. Yay, ceasefire. Yeah, like like that means anything to anyone. The city right. council of Chicago means anything to Israel. Yeah. What a waste of time. Benjamin Netanyahu is like, wait a minute, Chicago called for a ceasefire? <laughs> oh, boom. well, I need to think about that now. Oh, my gosh, man. Yeah! <laughs> Listen to these jamokes. <laughs> wow. Okay. So thanks for that update, and your montages are fantastic. Um, and then you have an update on Bonnie Willis, the DA in Atlanta. Yeah, and this is actually just really funny to me. Uh, the DA of Fulton County, Georgia, Bonnie Willis, she's in a lot of trouble uh, for allegedly having an affair with the prosecutor that she put on the Trump election interference or whatever case, right? and also misusing funds for that case to take trips with him. Uh, Maze Moore, he does a, he does a lot of good videos on X. Um, and, uh, he found this old interview from when Fonnie Willis was running for office. This was in 2020, the summer of oh. 2020. This did not age very well. Oh, I haven't heard this. Go for it. You have a DA sitting there that doesn't have the qualifications and the experience to do the job. What I can guarantee you is with my reputation, with my community ties, I am going to be able to attract the best and the brightest minds to that office. You're sitting with someone today that actually wants to make a difference because they deserve a DA that won't have sex with his employees. Because they deserve a DA that won't put money in their own pocket when it (laughs) should go to benefit children because we deserve better (laughs) it's like check 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 guilty (laughs) guilty allegedly allegedly yes right wow and this is the day after the whistleblower that recorded the conversation that really outed her and that that's for misuse of funds uh, for you know, trips, computers, swag, all yeah. of that. I mean, she is in so much trouble, man. <laughs> yeah. And then you have that old audio come out. That is fantastic. All right, we're just getting started. There is a whole lot to get to. Um, a media lies that you hear all the time. That's something that David has. And half of people think we are going to get in shape. But when is that going to happen? Get to that as well. Coming right up.
Chilly winter mornings are perfect for staying under the covers and having breakfast in bed. HelloFresh knows that, and they're giving away one free breakfast item with every single HelloFresh delivery for life. That means while you're a HelloFresh subscriber, not only will you enjoy your pick of the tasty dinner recipes they're known for, you'll also enjoy breakfast for free. HelloFresh actually has you covered for every mealtime occasion with a delicious array of quick lunches, sides, snacks, apps, desserts, and more. And not only does HelloFresh help you cut back on extra trips to the grocery store, but their pre-portioned ingredients help eliminate excess food waste. This new year, make eating better and saving money a priority, and make it easy with America's number one meal kit. Join HelloFresh today and get free breakfast for life with code MVCRFREE at HelloFresh.com slash MVCRFREE. That's one free breakfast item per box while subscription is active with code MVCRFREE at HelloFresh.com slash MVCRFREE. It seems like everywhere you look right now, someone is sick. This year, prepare your family for airborne invaders like bacteria, pollen, and yes, germs with Navage Nasal Care. Navage flushes ultra-pure, refreshing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. Navage sucks out viruses, dust, and other airborne particles, all the stuff that gets trapped in your nose making you miserable. Don't get caught empty-handed this winter. Get Navage, the drug-free solution that helps you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier. Even better, Navage is HSA, FSA eligible. So Navage is a great way to spend those funds before they expire. Don't wait a minute longer. Buy Navage today and you'll breathe easier knowing you're putting your funds to good use. Navage is available online at Navage.com or Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, and Rite Aid. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Scott out for a few days. Mentioned it yesterday. His mom passed away yesterday morning. And obviously thoughts and prayers are with him. And there's been such an outreach of people uh, reaching out to us and him. It's yeah, it's incredible. Been hum- yeah, it's yeah. been humbling. Uh, something happened yesterday. I don't know if you want to share it, David. You, oh, As soon as you found out, wanted to let Scott know you were thinking about him, praying for him. Yeah. And whatever. And, and there was a little mishap. Yeah, there there was. Well, I so... Yeah, I, I I didn't want to call him directly because I know someone you, you love, you're a parent, a spouse. You know, if somebody passes away, you're busy, you're grieving, you're mourning. And so I didn't want to bother him at the time. So I was going to send him a text message and I overthought it, of course, and wound up having like a 10 paragraph condolence thing and then said, no, 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 he's not going to read all that. I don't want him to read all that here. And so just a short to the point message that said, hey, brother, I, I heard the news. I'm so sorry to hear about that. We're praying for you uh, down here in the Van Camp household. Um, and I sent that to him. And a few, I don't know, a few moments later, I get a text back that said, thanks, but is there something I should know? And I was really confused until I looked at who I texted, because usually if I'm texting him, I'm texting you at the same time. It's in a group text. Right. I texted an old boss of ours named Scott, who no longer has that number, by the way. So I just right. I texted a random guy in Portland just wishing him condolences. So in other words, 
I'm a rotten idiot millennial who doesn't understand how phones work. <laughs> no. <laughs> but man, it is oh. something. All of a sudden, you get a text, and it, the wording was, "I was sorry to hear about the news." Yeah. Thinking and praying for you. Yeah. And if you got that, you would be like, "Oh my gosh, what's happened?" <laughs> right. Just a random text. So, my gosh. I'd say if if that was you and you're listening. I'm sorry for bothering you and maybe potentially scaring you. And also, please don't share my cell phone number. <laughs> that is. <laughs> my gosh. I can't wait to tell Robbins that story. Okay. Uh, other news going on out there. Remember the big controversy about the Walgreens closing in Boston? Yeah. Uh, because it was another one of those closings where, I mean, there's a ton of crime and people are just, you know, taking stuff and they can't make money in the business this has happened in several places and they're like we're gonna have to close this up and according to the story there's another walgreens you know around a mile away yeah okay so we heard different people saying you know it was racist this that Ayanna presley a member of the squad ah yes congress she she's let the speaker know how she feels. Mr. Speaker, Walgreens is planning to close yet another pharmacy in the Massachusetts 7th, this time on Warren Street in Roxbury, a community that is 85% black and Latino. This closure is a part of a larger trend of abandoning low-income communities like the previous closures in Mattapan and Hyde Park, both in the Massachusetts 7th. When a Walgreens leaves a neighborhood, they disrupt the entire community and they take, them, and they take with them baby formula, diapers, asthma inhalers, life-saving medications, and, of course, jobs. These closures are not arbitrary, and they are not innocent. They are life-threatening acts of racial and economic discrimination. Hold on. How about just enforce the law? Yeah. They could probably stay open and make some sort of profit and not put their employees at risk. Well, and, and I mean, I, I would just ask again, I wish that people would spend a little bit of that energy calling it racist and all that and transfer that to calling out the thugs who are victimizing innocent people all the time by stealing things like baby formula and selling them on the street. Yes. I mean, there goes on. That is why I joined with Senator Markey and Warren to demand answers from Walgreens CEO. Why was there no community input, no adequate notice to customers? And community input? Hey, we're thinking about closing. I mean, we can't keep it open. Our employees are at risk. We're losing money. We say no. Okay, I guess we'll stay open. That's how that works? Uh, yeah, they're not a government entity. They're a private business, and they have to make decisions that are the best for the business and the employees. Man, oh, man. And again... A mile away, another Walgreens? A 20-minute walk. Talking about health? Is it that bad? Yeah. By the way, I don't know if you saw the survey. Um, half people surveyed said, yeah, I am going to get in shape. Someday. <laughs> 50% of people still believe their best physical days are ahead of them. And I kind of understand that mindset because you're like, well, right now there's kids and there's all this. And then later I'm going to do this. And and I'm finally going to learn these guitar parts I've never learned before. And my golf handicap's going to go down. (laughs) Does it ever really happen? No. That's the question. Yeah, it's pretty tough. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. All right, David. If there's one big story today, what's the biggest? Uh, There's a lot going on. Uh, There were quite a few happenings and goings-on on on Capitol Hill yesterday involving big tech CEOs. Um, And there was an interesting moment when Tom Cotton was talking to the CEO of TikTok. 
and it's being called out as racist what for what he said to the ceo of tiktok and i think it's a perfect example we can do the side by side comparison but it's a perfect example of how liberal media lies to people every single day that is so true okay can't wait to get to that and a round of what's your story straight ahead right here this is the markley van camp and robin show Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. Scott Robbins out the rest of the week. Okay, clip of Tom Cotton, and this uh, illustrates how the media lies to people all the time. Yeah, yesterday there was a Senate hearing on big tech, and Republican Senator Tom Cotton talked to the CEO of TikTok, the Chinese government spy app. Now, I did not realize uh, that the CEO was actually from Singapore. That's my bad. I, I didn't realize he wasn't from China. Uh, but if you've been reading some of the news, a minor headline now is that Tom Cotton was racist by assuming the CEO of TikTok was Chinese. Uh, this is the version of the exchange highlighted by NBC News, and you can see why people would come to that conclusion. Okay, roll it. Have you ever been a member of the Chinese Communist Party? Senator, I'm Singaporean. No. Have you ever been associated or affiliated with the Chinese Communist Party? No, Senator. Again, okay. I'm Singaporean. Yeah. Okay. So, well, he just assumed that he was Chinese. Well, never mind the fact that the overwhelming majority of the population of Singapore is ethnically Chinese, and the Chinese government has had for 70 years, the Ch Chinese Communist Party has had a lot of interest in Singapore. Yeah. Uh, so you don't have to be a Chinese citizen to be associated with the Chinese Communist Party. I would say if you're working and, in fact, leading the U.S. branch of a spy app that the Chinese Communist Party controls... It's actually a pretty fair question to 100%. ask. 100%. That's not even how it went down, though. This is how Tom Cotton set it up. Oh, okay. You said today, as you often say, that you live in Singapore. Of what nation are you a citizen? Singapore. Are Senator. you a citizen of any other nation? No, Senator. Have you ever applied for Chinese citizenship? Senator, I serve my nation I'm in asked, Singapore. I, no, I, I did not. Do you have a Singaporean passport? Yes, and I served my military for two, two and a half years in Singapore. Do you, have any other, do you have any other passports from any other nations? No, Senator. Your wife is an American citizen. Your children are American citizens. That's have correct. You, have you ever applied for American citizenship? Not, no, not yet. Okay. All right. Have you ever been a member of the Chinese Communist Party? Senator, I'm Singaporean. No. But, <laughs> see, they just they cut out that entire wow. preamble where he says, yeah, you say you're from Singapore. And then mm -hmm. there's the line of questioning, as lawyers will do. You establish a fact pattern, and you and you go forward with the line of questioning. But instead, NBC News and other outlets highlighted just the tail end of that exchange to make it seem like Tom Cotton was somehow racist. Absolutely. That's, <laughs> that's how they do it. Sometimes it's not just blatant lies. But what it does is trick the viewer into having, you know, an interpretation of the story that's completely inaccurate. And, of course, it's done on purpose. Yeah. And you're right. It's done every single day. 
but how many other people have the time to go back to the original question? N nobody does. No. You're just taking it on face value. So you can take, you know, different snippets out of all these different conversations and sometimes even, you know, videos. Think about George Floyd. Yeah. How that was edited to make it seem like something in retrospect, you see the documentary, it wasn't. And the damage that's done because of the narrative that legacy media wants to have. And then you just keep asking the questions, well, why would they want to do that? Why would they want to trick people? And you can come up with your own conclusion, whatever it is, it's not good. To just continually lie to people. But that's one of the biggest problems we face in the country. Is you have all these different people that seemingly are on different sides. But there are a lot of people that don't know the actual facts of different stories. Or actually what's going on. And the only way to fix that is, I guess, lovingly tell someone, hey, listen, did you see that clip of Tom yeah. Cotton? Racist, huh? Well, hold on a second. Yeah. Let's go back to the context of this. Did you, did you hear about this? Well, no. Because the more people that are alerted to how media lies to them all the time, the better off we're going to be as a country, I think. But, you know. Sometimes that's a pain-in-the-neck conversation. And there are other times where it doesn't matter, and we've talked about this before. We don't have to go on and on about it. Where you've given people facts, David, yeah. and they and people still won't believe it. Oh, no, they still won't but, believe like, it. Like, all these stores closed down. No, they didn't. No, I drove by. They're closed. Dude, that was, that was one of the most shocking moments. It was at the beginning of the lockdown yeah. era of COVID. And, yeah. you know, especially restaurants, restaurants work, a lot of them, small mom and pop restaurants work on razor thin margins. Mm -hmm. And so if they're closed for a couple of weeks and I was, I mean, it was coming back was beginning of May, like actually shaken by what I saw by driving around by how many businesses were like, hey, thanks for 20 plus years and, and whatnot. And I told that to a family member of mine who was freaked out about COVID, didn't want to leave the house ever and said, what businesses? So you want me to take pictures of them? I just refuse to believe that any business already had to shut down and close permanently because of these lockdowns. And then you're like, I, I don't know what to say. No, it's it's true. Yeah, it's incredibly frustrating. All right, that point of the show. Got to roll on. Get to your story today, David, because we do this every day about this time. May not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention. What's your story today? It's kind of, it's, this is a frustrating story here. So there's, okay. there's a mom in Florida who is uh, uh, playing the victim right now because there's a call for her and her kids to be kicked out or expelled from a private religious school that her kids go to. Okay. Now, what happened? What happened is she has quit her job, and she is now an adult entertainer on one of those websites that where you pay for it. I'm not going to give anybody free okay. advertising, but you know what I'm talking about more than yeah. likely. She put an advertisement decal on the back of her car that she had at the pickup line and drop-off line in the school. Wow. So she's got a kid in elementary school and a kid in middle school, and she's advertising that she'll get naked and do other things for your dad oh my while goodness. dropping you off at a private religious school, no less. And really where it got tense was not just because she advertised it, but because one of the kids, uh, one of the other kids in the school, wound up getting expelled because, well, while he was in school, he decided to look up what that was. 
Oh, boy. On a school computer. And so now she's all mad, and she's saying, I have to cross a busy street now to drop my kids off at school. Well, you're the crappy mom. I'm no sorry. Doubt. And I'm the victim. Yeah. They're just being puritanical. It's a religious school. You're advertising porn in the drop-off zone. What's wrong yeah. with you? Those poor kids. Imagine being, the, imagine being a kid, especially in middle school, when you're kind of figuring out what these things are. And oh, dude, dude you know, that's every humiliating. kid in school is going to be checking it out yes. whenever they can or on their phone. Oh, my goodness. For my story, for what's your story, it's on, well, at least the lines of phones. And this was from Fox last night because they're talking about, you know, the big tech CEOs and Zuckerberg going in front of Congress yesterday. And uh, Senator Hawley from Missouri had... Zuckerbot apologized to these families mm -hmm. for the damage that's been done. Some kids, you know, are no longer here. Others have, you know, you know, an awful situation they're facing right now. Um, and the cause, social media, whether that was Instagram, Facebook, and there were other, you know, platforms there as well. Uh, but last night, and I thought this was a great reminder, not just, you know, for parents, but for everybody, because we can all get sucked into this. And it's the author of the book, The Comfort Crisis, Michael Easter, um, talking about uh, his theory, I guess, on phones, social media, all that stuff. Yeah, so my basic theory is that, you know, everything that improves your life, it's usually going to be uncomfortable at first. So if you want to improve your fitness, you're going to have to exercise, but exercise is uncomfortable. But you'll improve your health, right? If you want to lose weight, you're going to have to eat less. You'll be hungry. You'll be uncomfortable. And I think that same trend follows with our cell phones. You know, these things are dialed in to capture our attention and to just give us exactly the type of stimulation that we crave. But it's often at the expense of our sanity, of our mental health, and it's taking us away from all these things that are good for us, like time outdoors, like time with others. Uh, like just paying attention to the outside world and enjoying life and living it. See it all the time. Yeah. And they were talking about it last night. You know, you go to dinner and, you know, the entire family's on their phones, that sort of thing. Yeah. And it is, it's always, you know, even as a parent, it's a fight. It's a constant fight. Getting, put your phone down and there's the rolling of the eyes. Hey, why don't you come over and have a conversation? Why don't we do this? Uh, the rolling of the eyes. Because there's so many people that are just addicted to the loop. Mm-hmm. Over and over and over. And then he talks about, you know, especially for teens. So cell phones work off the exact same uh, mechanisms that slot machines work off. And that system works in all animals. It is perfect at capturing attention, right? You get this random reward at the perfect schedule. So you're checking and rechecking and rechecking. And tech companies know this. Like, they have this absolutely dialed in. They know what is going to capture human attention. They know what is going to hold it. And the whole point for them is to sell the attention, right? So if you're getting a service for free, you are the product. You are what is being sold. And unfortunately, yeah. especially with kids in this bill, that has had some really negative side effects for youth mental health in this country. It is at just crisis levels, and it's terrible. So after this hearing yesterday, then the question is, well, what's going to happen? What's next? Yeah. And if you're to guess, David, what would you say? Nothing. Exactly. Yeah. And the point that was driven home was because... There are more tech lobbyists in D.C. than anything else. Yeah. And the money <laughs> that goes into all these people will keep them from doing anything meaningful. Yeah. Because they want the cash flow. Well, 
and to me, I mean, I think everybody in one way or another recognizes the issue. You can't sit around waiting for government to solve it because I don't know. That how was the overwhelming message in the end was you got to do it yourself. You do. And I, you know, I was telling you this off air, but over the weekend I had a little lunch with it was me and my son and then some yeah. other parents at a restaurant. And my son was the only one who, once he started getting fussy, like all the other kids, they're around two or three. He's two. Mm-hmm. The other kids started getting fussy. The moment they started getting fussy, the parents took out an iPad and handed it to the kid. And my son doesn't have an iPad. And I'm not sitting here saying, I am. I have unlocked the key to perfect parenting. <laughs> no. I'm also right. just cheap, and I, don't, and, I, and I don't want my kids to be you know, addicted to the screens at two. That's ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, there was this large conversation then when they asked, oh, you left the iPad at home. And I said, well, no, he doesn't have an iPad. He's two. And then it was a weird mental shift where all of these parents – they weren't yelling at me or anything, but there was this sort of sense of or cloud of judgment that I didn't have an iPad for the kid. Like, like my son is going to be left behind if he doesn't right. have an iPad at two. I'm like, man, that is a major shift in attitudes. Right. Government well, can't... it's a tech world now, David. Right. Your kid has to know. Oh, yeah, because you can't learn how to use an iPad <laughs> at eight. No, it's impossible. I mean, that it, 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 again, government can't solve that. It's it's a heart and no. soul issue and and a, and a mental oh, yeah. state of mind, dude. I've told you before. It, it's you know different things as a parent you wish you had back. And it was uh, when my kid was uh, I think it's like seventh grade, eighth grade, and it was you know the other kids had a flip phone, and then you realize you know with the phone carrier, what well, it actually costs a little bit more for the flip it seems, yeah, than than a than a used smartphone. Well, it might as well just get the smartphone. And in retrospect, and I realized this then a few years later, that was a dumb move. (laughs) It really was because you were then just sort of feeding an addiction or actually, you know, introducing it, I guess, in retrospect. But, you know, all you can do is go with the information you know at the time. Right. Make the best decision you can. For my kid, it's no screens, no iPads, just Jack Daniels and cigarettes. There you go. Right. Well, you want him to have hair on his chest. Exactly. I'm raising a man here, okay? (laughs) Are you going to say you're kidding? Because we've I, had more complaints recently. I'm like kidding. not understanding, not understanding that the was sarcasm. A Hello. joke. It's yeah. cigars. <laughs> there you go. Weed. Okay. <laughs> uh, electric vehicle. Something you hadn't heard before. Straight ahead. you into reoccurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Hey, Dan, how you doing? Haven't seen you around the gym for a while. Yeah, I've really fallen off. Since I turned 40, I just don't get the results I used to get. Could be lower testosterone. Lower T. Yeah, I went through it a while back. Once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone. I got Nugenics Total T, and it's made a huge difference for me. I've seen that on TV. Is it for real? Oh, yeah. The patented key ingredient is something called Testafin, which helps boost free and total testosterone levels to help you trim up and stay lean. And it's made a difference for you? Man, I feel like I'm in my 20s again at work in the gym and in the bedroom are they still giving out complimentary bottles for people to try it for themselves yeah you just need to send them a text text him to 321321 right now for your complimentary bottle of nugenics total tea the number one selling testosterone booster at gnc plus text now and we'll include a bottle of nugenics thermo our most powerful fat incinerator ever to help you get back into shape fast absolutely free text him to 321321 that's him to 321321 
We all make resolutions this time of year, and let's face it, most of them won't stick. But here's one that's not only easy to keep, but will help you feel healthier all year long. Navage. Navage provides quick, drug-free nasal relief by washing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. This time of year, when everyone is sick, Navage helps by sucking out germs, bacteria, and viruses trapped in our noses that cause us to feel miserable. And come allergy season, it does the same with dust, pollen, and other allergens. And unlike medications that can take time to help, if they're effective at all, Navage helps treat congestion symptoms in seconds flat, without drugs. This New Year's resolve to use drug-free Navage to help you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier all year long. Ask for Navage at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Target, or find us online at Navage.com. Navage. N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins out, family for a few days. You know, we're learning more and more about electric vehicles. Like uh, earlier this month, so cold in Chicago, if you remember. To dead robots out here. Dead robots. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. You couldn't get any of them started. No, you couldn't get them charged. Uh, yeah. People were there for, I mean, 10 hours. One guy was there for more than 24 hours waiting for a charge to take hold. And they just didn't work. It's crazy. Yeah. But now this is something people hadn't thought of either. Yeah. The University of Nebraska put out a, uh, a study on crash test data. Electric vehicles that typically weigh more than gasoline-powered cars can easily crash through the steel highway guardrails that are not really designed to withstand the extra force. You know, the, the metal guardrails that you'll see yeah. across a, almost every highway in America where, the, where it's needed. Um, you know, I've heard about the weight of these cars a lot, of these yeah. electric vehicles, because they are usually, if, if I mean, usually very much heavier. Uh, and people have wondered, okay, what is this going to do to the roadways, especially in areas where, uh, you know, the infrastructure may be crumbling already or, or, or in bad shape. Well, and um, you mentioned, too, how often you got to replace the tires. Yeah. It's expensive. It's, it's, yeah, it's like 7,000 to 10,000 miles is all you can get on them in, in a lot of cases. So um, in, in this case, though, and I had never even considered this, but the guardrails are not designed to, to withstand something that heavy going into it at highway speeds. I mean, you're talking about what, like, a Mack truck might do to it or an 18-wheeler might do to it is what a electric truck is doing to it, something that's basically a mid-sized pickup truck. Right. Wow. That is interesting. I'm sorry, man. I'm still hung up on that dude's laugh. It just kills me every time. It's a dead robots out here. <laughs> dead robots. <laughs> yeah. Well, what can you do? You know, it's like negative 14 or whatever, and you've been waiting around for your car to start. Yeah. Some guys' laughs are just infectious. It's just the way it is. There's a dude that laughed about a DUI years ago. This is like what... This must be like 15 years yeah. old. It's I just, got a DUI. <laughs> it's like, that's not funny, dude. But it was the laugh. No, it's not. And that's original audio to you, right? It was. I get more questions about what that audio is from, like what movie it's from or something like that. But you actually got that at a bar, right? Yeah, I think it was one of those on the street bits years ago. A couple ladies went out and we just asked questions, some political, some whatever. And it was... Um, 
Oh, I think it was biggest mistake you've ever made while drinking. <laughs> and that that was the dude. I got a DUI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. It is. <laughs> is it funny? <laughs> to him it was. Now I don't know what's more infectious, that guy or... <laughs> that's pretty good, too. I don't know. Greatest laughs of all time later this week. <laughs> Only joking. This is the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins out for a few days. You got a news update, David? You know, it's just anti-Zionism is what the pro-Hamas, pro-Palestinian protesters say, right? It's not about the Jews. It's not about anti-Semitism. It's just about Israeli policy. That's what they tell us all the time. That's garbage. Uh, In D.C., uh, you've got protesters now blocking the road. That's in front of the Holocaust Museum. You got to be kidding me. Yeah. Who's paying these people? That's a good. Well, I'm paying directly. I don't. I don't think anybody necessarily on the street is getting paid directly. But the people who are prodding them along, like the sheep mm-hmm. they are. Yeah, somebody. The organizers. Them. Yeah. I mean, it's well organized, and someone's paying for all of this stuff, and. Again, you you ask yourself, I mean, do these people have jobs? What do they do? I mean, you're not talking about retired people. No. It's all working age. No. Like, okay, what do you, do you work at night? Do you just protest during the day? You know, what exactly do you do? And, and it, do you really believe in this cause? Because you got to believe half the time. They don't even know what they're doing out there. No. Well, one of the signs says, hands off Yemen. <laughs> What? <laughs> well, I mean, there's been a pretty brutal civil war going on there for about a decade. So do you think most of this is coming from China? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of laughed at it a little bit, but I think Nancy Pelosi might have been onto it a little bit as well, that it, whether it's China or Russia, I mean, certainly there are interests abroad that are not friendly to America who are supporting these causes. We've seen that time and time again, from climate change to now Israel-Gaza. Okay, so as far as this protest right now, you're saying if you want to go to that museum, you can't get in? Uh, If you're trying to drive to park near the museum, you cannot get in. Because they're stopping traffic? Yes. I I have no idea why that's put up with. Why don't you have people? you got to get out of the road. You have law enforcement. You have to get out of the road. Move. Move. I don't understand it. You get what you put up with. Part of it is is knowing that you're in a liberal jurisdiction, and if this goes to court, you'll probably lose. Just ask uh, the city of New York. I think it was finally last year that this lawsuit was resolved. The ACLU was part of it, where uh, the city of New York had to pay out millions of dollars in a settlement brought by Black Lives Matter protesters who had been arrested after blocking the road. And the admission, or at least the part of the settlement, acknowledged that 
blocking traffic is a legitimate and First Amendment protected form of protest. Need to change that. Uh, well, yeah, I would say no, not it's not really, not in most sane jurisdictions. No, but if you not. bring it before a liberal judge, the liberal judge is probably going to side with that. Unreal. You know, it's just this feeling, and we talk about this sometimes, doing this every day and following news. It's always kind of crazy. But it's gone up another level, you feel like, just in the last three, four months. <laughs> like It's like desperation time for yeah. the left, for all their goals. And I know that sounds crazy and tinfoil hatty, but you get the feeling, man, there is some evil crap going on behind the scenes. Like, like uh, I don't know if you heard about this story. And I looked up uh, the local version of this story out of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um. That was one of the sources. But what this is, is a Republican state rep, Colton Moore, and this is in Georgia, um, had a whistleblower give him video of a bunch of people here illegally at the airport. People had been noticing, man, there's a lot of, you know, legal immigrants coming through here, being housed here, and they're being guarded by the military. Like, you got to be joking, guarded by the military these rooms so the whistleblower has a camera and starts talking to uh, some of the people there and one guy that's a volunteer with one of these organizations and first he's saying are, are these people documented and we'll pick it up if you're having trouble David because I know you haven't heard this yet understanding everything um, I'll try to tell you what they're saying you yeah. Yeah. Transporting anybody anywhere? Yeah, we're all getting in place to, to where they need to be. Okay, where they need to be? All over the place. Where are they coming from? As in, like, country of origin and yeah. stuff like that? All, also all over the place. All over the place. Yeah. You know when they come into the U.S.? Why, can I ask you why you're asking these questions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The senator from Northwest Georgia. Yeah. And uh, not a big fan of human trafficking. Just want to make sure oh, everything's yeah. above board here. Yeah, so these are just... Uh, Recently documented travelers getting released from ICE. Okay, stop it there for a second. So you could hear the guy get put at ease. Can I ask you why you're asking these questions? Yeah. Just want to make sure it's all, you know, not a fan of human trafficking. Oh, no, 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 we're <laughs> no, good here. No, no, we're no. just taking these people in, you know, they're here illegally and taking them all over the place. And then you get to, I'll just get to the end part where, you know, he's asking questions, saying, uh, well, can I go in here? So... You know, I can get a better look. You know, just take a little closer look. I mean, you can stand right there. I'm, I'm, I don't know you that very. I don't know you very well either. So okay, just let me, let me get a video. If you uh, actually, you cannot get a video. No. no. You cannot get a video. No, you're not allowed. You're not allowed. No. You're done. Okay. Bump gone. <laughs> and you're like, what is going on? Why is the military involved with that? If that is in fact true guarding it well it's i mean it's probably the same reason why uh military officials are down at the border uh processing people it's part of the escorting process so the rep colt moore in his statement said this situation represents a dereliction of duty by both president joe biden and governor brian kemp our borders are being breached and our state is being subjected to unimaginable human trafficking this is a clear breach of public trust and is the responsibility of our elected officials to address this issue immediately. And he says he's calling Governor Brian Kemp to either declare an illegal invasion in Georgia 
or to resign for failing to uphold his <laughs> oath of office. I'm sure that's not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. But but I mean, you're feeling like this is an invasion. Yeah. I mean, Texas declared it. All these you know people are getting shipped all over the place. Yeah. And you wonder what's going on. Meanwhile, you have Biden saying, what? That the majority of migrants are being sent back? This yeah. was a flashback. Yeah. Uh, Mays Moore, uh, I've mentioned him before. He puts out a ton of great videos on X. If you're on the platform, follow him at Mays. Uh, he dug up this uh, flashback from March of 2021. It was Joe Biden's first press conference as president. And he was asked about the beginnings of the chaos that we've seen in the ensuing years at the border. Okay. Truth of the matter is, nothing has changed. It happens every single solitary year. Come on. The vast majority, the overwhelming majority of people coming to the border and crossing are being sent back. And time out for a second to state the obvious. You can really hear how much he's deteriorated in just a few years. Yeah. Holy cow. Are being sent back. We, that, that's what's happening. They're not getting across the border. They should all be going back. All be going back. Just hmm. lie to people. Yeah. That was always the plan and all the garbage with root causes and Kamala figuring it out. People want a better life. Of course they do. But you don't know who else is coming in mm -hmm. and what their intentions are. Gone over it a million times. Wow, that does. That does not age well for him. Okay. Um, you also had a piece of audio that's pretty interesting. This was from a top law enforcement official in D.C.? Yeah, Washington, D.C. has been dealing with crisis levels of crime for a few years now. And people who live there are getting really fed up. There was a community meeting the other night uh, with local leaders, including the attorney general of D.C. Uh, he's a guy named Brian Schwalb. Now, he actually said to all these people who are saying, and, and you're talking about white people, black people, Latinos in this building, uh, who mm -hmm. are all saying, hey... I, you know, I keep seeing the same guy out on the streets, stealing cars, breaking into buildings. I mean, why can't we just arrest these people and actually take them out of the equation in civilized society or of civilized society? And so this guy, again, the attorney general of Washington, D.C., Brian Schwab, says, you know, arresting people, that's not the answer. Where we as a city and a community need to be much more focused on prevention and surrounding young people and their families with resources if we want to be safer in the long run. We cannot prosecute and arrest our way out of it. <laughs> sure you can. Yeah. I mean, Sure you can. Yeah. Ar arresting and jailing criminals is not about getting to <clears throat> root causes. It's a triage. It's a treatment of the existing problem. You can talk all day long about after-school programs and midnight basketball, a Scott Robbins favorite. <laughs> you can do that all, all you want, yes. but that doesn't solve the immediate need. It's like if you go to your doctor and he says, well, I'm sorry, you have lung cancer. I'm not going to treat it, but I am going to tell you about the dangers of smoking. Yes. And it reminds me, dude, and this is, you know, cities across the country, when you have, like, a crackdown on crime. And different cops in different areas will say it's a very few people that do the majority of the crimes. Mm -hmm. It's a very small percentage. If you get them off the street just by that, crime will go down. And what this dude just said it flies in the face of that. And it makes no sense. He's got no answer. Midnight basketball. 
Always a favorite. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, don't know if you saw this. A lot of different uh, advertisements coming out for, you know, snacks and food for the Super Bowl, all that stuff. This hard seltzer that's coming out that's hot sauce flavored. The brand Truly is putting this out. Mm. And I'm like, really? That's that's a thing? And all I could think is, boy, Hillary Clinton would love that, wouldn't she? Some hot sauce flavored hard seltzer. She's yeah. going to... You know, I even think she, she thinks that's funny because mm-hmm. isn't that what she had in her purse when yeah. she visited Charlemagne the Fraud? Yeah, when when she was on the Breakfast Club trying to uh, get the endorsement of the person who apparently is the most influential uh, person for Black people in America. This is what Democrats do; they go on the Breakfast Club. And right. one of the things she did was bring out a little thing of hot sauce, claiming that she carries a a little bottle of hot sauce everywhere she went. Because that's not, that's not feeding into tropes, is it? No, that's not a stereotype thing, not at all. Oh my gosh, that is so hilarious. Still, um, and by the way, it was Brandon Tatum, Officer Tatum, that gave the name Charlemagne the Fraud, which is so funny. But I, I think he's uh, losing his position as being so influential anymore. Nobody told me that the. Yeah, she can do the accent, too. That's always yeah. famous. She can just break right into it at any time. Okay, much more to get to. Um, I know the woman that took Trump to court got put on all of media, it seemed, earlier in the week. What about the Biden accuser? Is this going to get any play? Have you heard the latest on this? Straight ahead. Getting your biggest tax refund from Jackson Hewitt can lead to some spirited reactions. Jackson Hewitt, yeah! Jackson Hewitt is so sure that you'll get your biggest refund that if they don't, you get your money back plus a hundred bucks. Jackson Hewitt, yeah! And Jackson Hewitt also guarantees the accuracy of your return for life. So don't just sit there. For your biggest refund guaranteed, walk into a Jackson Hewitt today and dance out Jackson Hewitt, yeah! The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. It seems like everywhere you look right now, someone is sick. This year, prepare your family for airborne invaders like bacteria, pollen, and yes, germs with Navage Nasal Care. Navage flushes ultra-pure, refreshing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. Navage sucks out viruses, dust, and other airborne particles, all the stuff that gets trapped in your nose making you miserable. Don't get caught empty-handed this winter. Get Navage, the drug-free solution that helps you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier. Even better, Navage is HSA, FSA eligible. So Navage is a great way to spend those funds before they expire. Don't wait a minute longer. Buy Navage today and you'll breathe easier knowing you're putting your funds to good use. Navage is available online at navage.com or Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, and Rite Aid. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. 
Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins out. Be back next week. All right. You were just laughing a second ago. Is there a news update? Uh, yeah, there is. Remember that story of the Senate staffer who uh, filmed an adult video in the uh, in a Senate hearing room with his boyfriend or whatever? Uh, oh, whatever yeah. their relationship is. I don't know if they're dating or I don't know if this was a hookup. I don't really care. I don't uh, want to know the details. Yeah, people are like, on the desk? Yeah, on, on Amy Klobuchar's Klumich- uh. desk, too. <laughs> um. <laughs> There's not enough Clorox in the world. Oh, my goodness. And we don't need nasty. We don't need nasty. <laughs> Honestly, there's no place for it. I, I agree. So the Capitol Police have been investigating this. You know, saying, hey, was a crime committed here? Was there some sort of lewdness or what? Surely you would think, yeah, I mean, you're going in after hours and you're filming an adult tape uh, and sharing it with other people in D.C. I mean, come on. No charges. They are closing the investigation for now. Wow. It, okay, you understand the laws better than me. I, I just like okay, this is a two-tier justice system. Well, it's it's very odd, it's crazy. And uh, you know, again, some people are saying, well, this was a Democrat staffer, and that's why. I don't I don't know if it's that. I I wonder if it's more like, hey, they were in the club as far as in the uh, in the congressional club more than anything else. Like, oh, we're not going to punish them because boys will be boys or something, you know. Okay, so it's not if this was a Republican and it was some, you know, dude and his girlfriend, they would be the treated the same way. That's that well, no, we know that's not true because Lauren Bobert wasn't even in the Capitol, right. but you know, when she was getting frisky with the dude at Beetlejuice the musical, that was yeah. headline news for two weeks. Oh yeah. No doubt about it. <laughs> Unreal. Well, and I mentioned this too because you don't see this story at too many places. I saw it at Fox. Remember Tara Reid was the woman that came forward with a sexual assault allegation against Biden? Yeah. From when she was a staffer? Yeah. Okay, and you compare this to what we've seen earlier this week with the E. Jean Carroll thing. Who's a nut? I'm sorry. She just is. Anybody that's followed that story knows that. But media takes her as so credible. Yeah. That she can't remember the date. She can't remember the year. All these other things. Uh, but she gets to go on, you know, all of legacy media and tell her story with our read um, lawyer for her has actually uh, filed suit against the department of justice hmm. seeking $10 million for infliction of emotional distress and anxiety following what was described. I'm just reading from the story as an FBI operation that was conducted after she came forward with her accusation. Interesting. Alleges Reed's Fourth Amendment right was violated, as well as violations of the Fourth or the Foreign Intelligence, uh, the FISA, and state privacy laws, the Surveillance Act. Because what she is saying is that there were suspicious occurrences like disruptions in her bank accounts after she made the claim, um, and a manuscript of her book that had gone missing from a FedEx shipment, if you remember that, in November of 2020, and other details in her claims against Biden. And her attorney said, yeah, the United States should not have a two-tier justice system. If President Trump and Rudy Giuliani can be assessed tens of millions in damages for their words, a weaponized FBI that seeks to silence, intimidate, and eliminate Joe Biden's victim, Tara Reid, must be held accountable. 
Failing to do so means our justice and legal system has become an instrument of political oppression and suppression. So we'll see where that goes. It's crazy. Well, if you remember, I mean, it, her claims were backed up by her own mom calling into Larry King around the That's time it right. happened. That's right. Yeah, you compare that to the E. Jean Carroll. It's oh, what yeah. a joke. Yeah. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. All right, I know a lot of big stories out there today. What are the biggest, say, two or three? Well, one of the biggest ones now is uh, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, who, remember, was in the ICU for several days and nobody knew, and then it came out about a week later that he had prostate cancer, and there were complications with a procedure that he had had. Mm -hmm. Well, he is addressing the media for the first time today, and uh, one of the reasons he says he didn't tell anybody is because... It's a black guy thing. His what? words, not mine. I, I'm. I wouldn't say that, but it. That's he's saying. I didn't tell anybody because, as a black man, we have a culture of privacy or something. It's bizarre. Try to make sense of that. And another update as well. Straight ahead. Robbins show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. Scott Robbins out for a few days with family. Okay, you got a news update on Lloyd Austin? Yeah, Lloyd Austin, the Secretary of Defense. Remember, he was out in the ICU for several days and no one knew, including the President of the United States, we're being told. Um, and initially it was he wanted to keep it quiet. Then it was like, well, he told his staff and the staff didn't tell the White House, and that was the problem. And the White House said, you know what? Adults back in charge? Huh. If you're going to be out for an extended time, you've got to let the president know if you're the Secretary of Defense, because apparently that wasn't a rule or universally understood. Then it came out a week later that, I mean, sadly, he'd been uh, treated for prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. And the reason he had to go to the ICU is because there was complication, There were there were complications with the procedure he had had done in in December. So he's out talking to the media, and he throws out him being black as a reason he didn't tell anybody. Okay. Which is very odd, and I I can let him explain it. I'll play the question from the reporter. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure who the reporter is, but uh, we'll... we'll, I don't recognize her, but uh, we'll we'll go ahead and roll this audio. You mentioned during your opening statement that uh, this was an opportunity to talk about prostate cancer, especially in the black community. I wonder, though, do you have any regret that your <clears throat> silence on this reinforced this culture of secrecy among black, black men about prostate cancer? Yeah, and you mentioned that, uh, and it's probably not a uh, an issue of secrecy as much as it's an issue of privacy. And uh, this, is, uh, this is a very, cancer period is, is very private. And there may be cancer survivors amongst, amongst us in this room right here. And I know there is at least a couple, there are at least a couple. Uh, but, but you know uh, how, how private that, that is. Uh, uh, and, and you know what the initial diagnosis feels like. And uh, 
Uh, and so among the black community, though, it's, it's even more a thing that, that people want to keep private. And, and again, it's more about privacy than secrecy. Uh, in my case, uh, I should have informed my boss. I did not. That was a mistake. Uh, and, uh, and again, I apologize to him for not doing so. All right, dude, I've never heard that before. Not saying that it's not there. Just never heard it. In the end, you got to let your boss know. Yeah. Yeah, you're the. I mean, do we just want to go ahead and call BS? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> this isn't about. I mean, I, I'm trying to be like, okay, <laughs> stigmas, different people, races, whatever. Okay, I can try to keep an open mind, but. The BS detector is going off like crazy with all of this. Yeah, it, you're the Secretary of Defense. You serve the people. That That's not, you don't, I mean, it just seems not very credible to fall back and say, well, you know, in the black community, this is something that, and like you said, maybe that's true. I've never heard that before, but maybe that's true. But you don't, you don't get to just fall back on that excuse for not informing when you are the guy responsible directly to the commander-in-chief on behalf of the United yes. States military. With everything going on in the world. Yeah, yeah, it is your responsibility, and, and he's saying, And the well, next person in charge that's supposed to be in charge is on vacation. Yeah, it, you don't just get to say, well, you know, I'm a black guy, and, and uh, black guys don't like to talk about their prostate cancer. I, that's weak, man. What is that? I don't know what that is, dude. I, you know... I was thinking to myself, when you first started talking about it, I'm like, we're not going to go race card on this, are we? He did. And he did. Wait, what? And I'm going through as I'm hearing this for the first time. All right. Cancer, it's not secrecy. It's privacy. Uh, okay. Well, if you let your boss know the way you're supposed to, okay, I'm sure that as far as the boss is concerned, hey, can we give this a while before I let people know I have cancer? Can we just call it health issues? Get, call it whatever, but, I, you know, there's this thing about cancer that I don't want to talk about yet. I'm not prepared. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, maybe. Not quite sure what the health issues are. And then he wants to come out and tell us all that later. I mean, with prostate cancer, I know every cancer is serious. I'm not coming off as an expert. But over time... We've learned that oftentimes that's very treatable. Yeah. So I have no idea why he would think you get a pass from that because you're black. I don't get it. Yeah, that, that, that's just really, really weak. Okay. I wonder how media is going to treat that. <laughs> Will they treat it at all? I don't know. I think that this is the strategy now, it seems, to try to skirt the the controversy and the culture of secrecy and not not only just secrecy on the part of Lloyd Austin but the utter incompetence oh. of the White House to not be able to I don't know suss out where the hell your defense secretary is yeah that's I mean that it's embarrassing so they're going to skirt the issue by saying well we're going to turn this into a PSA uh geared towards black men Say, hey, you need to go get checked. I know it's uncomfortable, but also here are the cancer rates for uh, black men uh, with prostate cancer. Uh, you need the early screening, early detection is important. You need to do it. Great message, but it doesn't 
do anything to really wipe away the controversy here, but that's what they're doing. They're playing the race card in order to try to get away from any questions. Well, and just speaking, all right, say dude speak here, all right? Yeah. All right. There's, let's say for the sake of argument, there's something too with black men that, that you just don't want to talk about about prostate cancer. I'm guessing because that you you feel less of a man. Is that what it, we're getting at here? I, I that there's guess, some sort yeah. of pride, dude. Remember the windshield you wore over your face right. during COVID? That's way more embarrassing than yeah. saying you have prostate cancer. Right. right. You you can't really do anything to avoid it once you you know if you have prostate cancer. There are some preventative things you can do, but. It's not your fault that you get prostate right. cancer. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't seem right to me. Okay. Well, that's that update. Uh, meanwhile, another head-scratcher out of California with Gavin Newsom. Yeah. And this is just a flat-out lie. Yeah. California Governor Gavin Newsom made a wild claim during a Zoom call. Uh, he was talking about shoplifting, and he starts sharing an anecdote about witnessing a theft at a Target and talking to a clerk there. Okay. As we're checking out, the woman says, oh, he's just walking out. He didn't pay for that. I said, well, why are you stopping? She goes, oh, the governor. I swear to God, true story. I'm my mom's great. The governor lowered the threshold. There's no, there's no, there's no accountability. There's no, I said, that's just not true. And she, I, she got, I said, we have the 10th toughest, $950, the 10th toughest in America. She doesn't even know what I was talking about. By the way, it's the 10th toughest in America. So look it up. No one gives a damn about right. that. And I said, it's just not true. They're still stopped. I said, well, we don't stop them because of the governor. And then she goes, she looks at me twice, and then she freaks out. She calls everyone over, wants to take photos. I'm like, no, I'm not taking a photo. We're having a conversation. Where's your manager? How are you blaming the governor? And it was, you know, $380 later. And I was like, why am I spending $380? Everyone can walk the hell right out. <laughs> the, there's a lot to unpack in that clip, I know. One is it's really funny that he is so thin-skinned that he called the manager on a Target employee <laughs> for complaining about shoplifting. <laughs> Dude, we see the video all the time. Right. People just walking out. Yeah. Different cities. Yeah, to let him go up to whatever it is, $900, yeah. or yeah, $900,000, whatever, just let him go. Yeah. No, we're the... Tenth toughest. What are you and talking about? What, what he's what he's talking about is the threshold for felony theft. Nine hundred and fifty dollars or less is not a felony under in in the state of California, and that basic dollar amount is pretty low. Texas, for example, sets the bar at twenty five hundred dollars okay. to get to felony theft. But the difference is the penalties. So Texas has a higher threshold because the penalties for misdemeanor theft are greater than they are in California. So it's basically like, okay, we know we're going to punish you if you're Class A, uh, for example, misdemeanor theft, which I think is over $750. We're going to punish you. We're going to prosecute you. Uh, but in the state of California, they've basically stopped prosecuting everything under $950. Yes. That's the difference, dude. Yes, and that's her frustration. Right. What dope. Golly, man. As a white governor, I got to tell you, that really gets to me when people complain about me. It's a source of pride, okay? Let, let, let me, yeah, it's, it's Governor Karen Newsom now. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, saw this study out, says return to office mandates are just a power grab. What? This was from the University of Pittsburgh. Instantly, 
Remember how it used to be? You would see, man, there's a new study out. You'd be really interested. And a lot of times you would take it as, oh, this is, you know, credible. Until you understand how studies can be manipulated. Yeah. You know, known that for a long time. Um, but they looked at 137 of America's largest corporations and found return to office mandates hadn't made a big difference in profits. They haven't affected each company's stock price much either. But it has affected morale. Employees' opinions of their company's work-life balance, values, and senior management have all plummeted. The study found it might just be a power grab. No. No. Again, you're talking about individual situations. And if you can do your job without going into an office and you produce and you can make that case, um, a lot of times you'll keep your job if you're valuable. If not, a lot of people have left and gone other places where they could do it and actually make more money. You know, so I take all of this with a big grain of salt. Yeah. And, you know, I think there is something to, you know, collaboration on different projects when you're looking, you know, at different ideas. And it's different than a Zoom call. I thought we all learned that. Yeah. You can run your business however you want. I don't care. But, you know, it's interesting. Something like that, that will definitely, you know, get some headlines. Other studies come out. And this was... From NIH, National Institutes of Health. You know, they share studies on their website. Yeah. And this study of transgender patients, the frequency of personality disorders was over 81%. The most frequent personality disorder was narcissistic personality disorder at 57%. The hell you say. I don't see that one getting a whole lot of play out there right now. You're telling me that the uh, the activist class that demands that all of us drape ourselves in the progress flag might be narcissists? Just maybe. Wow. I know. Huge shocker, right? How about that? Um, oh, we still got to get to that question that went to the White House press secretary of about Biden visiting East Palestine. Is he going to drink the water there after that? That train derailment, that much more coming up. Chilly winter mornings are perfect for staying under the covers and having breakfast in bed. HelloFresh knows that, and they're giving away one free breakfast item with every single HelloFresh delivery for life. That means while you're a HelloFresh subscriber, not only will you enjoy your pick of the tasty dinner recipes they're known for, you'll also enjoy breakfast for free. HelloFresh actually has you covered for every mealtime occasion with a delicious array of quick lunches, sides, snacks, apps, desserts, and more. And not only does HelloFresh help you cut back on extra trips to the grocery store, but their pre-portioned ingredients help eliminate excess food waste. This new year, make eating better and saving money a priority and make it easy with America's number one meal kit. Join HelloFresh today and get free breakfast for life with code MVCRFREE at HelloFresh.com slash MVCRFREE. That's one free breakfast item per box while subscription is active with code MVCRFREE at HelloFresh.com slash MVCRFREE. We all make resolutions this time of year, and let's face it, most of them won't stick. But here's one that's not only easy to keep, but'll help you feel healthier all year long. Navage. 
Navage provides quick, drug-free nasal relief by washing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. This time of year, when everyone is sick, Navage helps by sucking out germs, bacteria, and viruses trapped in our noses that cause us to feel miserable. And come allergy season, it does the same with dust, pollen, and other allergens. And unlike medications that can take time to help, if they're effective at all, Navage helps treat congestion symptoms in seconds flat, without drugs. This New Year's resolve to use drug-free Navage to help you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier all year long. Ask for Navage at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Target, or find us online at Navage.com. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins out. He'll be back next week. Saw this, you know, Biden's going to visit East Palestine, Ohio, where there was the terrible train derailment chemical spill last year. People had asked, is that guy ever going to show up there? He said he was going to go. He never went. And it's come up again and again. He's finally going to go. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, different people asking Karine Jean-Pierre yesterday, White House press secretary, one being real clear politics, Phil Wegman. Asking if he's going to drink the water. Because remember, that was a thing. People would go there. Oh, Would yeah. you drink the water? Some people like, heck no, I ain't drinking that water. Not after that chemical spill. So we asked. Will he drink the water there? I mean, look. What I can tell you is the president's focus has been <laughs> to do everything that he can to support this community from day one. That's we not what they say. get what's going on on the ground. <laughs> We understand nope. what's going. That's why we've had the EPA. That's why we had DOT. Mm-hmm. That's why we had HHS. That's why we've had FEMA. Is he going to drink the water? Yeah. Um, you know, this is not about some sort of like political stunt here. Uh, this sure is not about. Like it. This is not what this is about. <laughs> this is about this president being a president for everyone, uh-huh. and showing up, showing up for this community. Yeah. That's what this is about. I'm not going to get into some sort of political stunts about drinking about drinking water. What we're going to focus about is making sure they have what they need. Mm-hmm. So he's not going to drink the water, apparently. No, probably not, no. By the way, not a political stunt. He, Wegman tries to say there's a lot of people there not political. Folks on the ground who are not political and are just very concerned, and, and they, they doubt some of the assurances. And, we, and we understand that. We get that. We get that. Then drink Something it. horrible happened to that community. A derailment happened in that community that mm-hmm. caused a lot of, uh, you know, some damage, real damage, to folks who live there. We get that. What's wrong with her? Uh, speaking of derailments, that's her train of thought every single day. Is he going to drink the water and just say no? That's why we've had, again, EPA, uh, yeah. FEMA. HHS, DOT, on uh-huh. the ground within hours yeah. by this president's direction. So we're taking this incredibly seriously, Phil. Of course, and always. And the president's going to so go down does. there yes. in February when the time permits, right, the best time to do this. We're working with folks on the ground to visit the community. This is going somewhere. And it's not going to be about politics. It's not about being in a red state. Because you're thinking, who's going to ask the follow-up? Yeah. Right? Or Blue State. You hear this, us say this over and over. You hear from the president oh, over yeah, and over yeah, again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because he wants to be, make sure that he's uh-huh. there for this community. I have to go. I actually have to go into the Oval Office. What? Thank you, everybody. Gone. Got to go. Got to go. There will be no follow-ups. <laughs> so sorry. Well, I mean, all that stuff that's in the water there may mess with his medications, okay? It could be. You never know. This story's making the rounds. Um, 
all over social media. This woman bragging about how she returned her couch to Costco after using it for more than two years. A bad person. Yeah, that's they do. Apparently, I'm not a member. You ever go to Costco? Yeah, my my wife got a membership a while back. I I don't. I do the normal grocery shopping. She does the bulk. Got it. Well, apparently they have a very generous return policy. Um, you know, electronics, jewelry, alcohol, tires, batteries, that sort of stuff. Okay, that returning this, but you know, other stuff. It's pretty generous. But this woman says she was intimidated about asking for a refund just because she didn't like it anymore. But she said, but who cares? Return it. They have an awesome return policy. They're going to have to crack down on that, aren't they? Well, yeah. You, I mean, that, you can't use a couch for two years and then return it. Well, apparently you can. Maybe some people like the you know butt smell on it. Oh, I don't know. man, oh, man. But some people are saying, hey, she's just working the system to her favor. You know, Costco gets money back from manufacturers for returns. Well, what happens in the end? Yeah, right. The cost gets passed along mm-hmm. and it goes on back. Two years? No way. This is the Mark the Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins out. He'll be back next week. News update, David Van Camp. Well, so the mayor of New York City is talking about the uh, illegal immigrants who beat up, a, uh, beat up a couple of cops in New York. It's crazy. And I'm sure you've seen the photo of one of the dudes walking past reporters as he's being released, and he's giving the old middle finger, flipping the bird to people as he walks past uh, news organizations. Yeah. You know, that's a guy that I definitely believe uh, is here to claim asylum. He is in fear, and he he's a you know he's a fine young man who just wants to make a better life for himself. I'm sure, yeah, yeah. Realize the American dream. Yeah, basically. I mean, he's basically, you know, he's like three different sets of women and children rolled into one single man. Right? He is desperate to escape his home country. Of course, uh, the mayor of New York is saying, "Well, what? You can't deport him? Nah, you can't." Because of the law, we can't deport them. What do you mean? Yeah, it's it, it it's wild, and and part of it is because of the sanctuary city status, where New York officials don't necessarily play nice with ICE. I don't know if you also saw this morning, uh, Immigration and Customs Enforcement did a did a a big press conference talking about how they are deporting some people. At okay. this point, um, and you know what this is? Everything is so politicized. This is them trying to cover, or the, not not necessarily the 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 rank and file members of ICE. I think they want to do their jobs, but there are uh, but the people in leadership have been prodded. Hey, we got to try to make it look like at least that Joe Biden's doing something. It's like when when they brag about four hundred thousand people being deported. Many of them had been in proceedings for years before Joe Biden even took office. Um, I mean, that's all fine and good, but when you've let in millions of people, less than half a million is not all that impressive. 
No, it's not. And I mean, when you got guys that just beat up cops, yeah, you're saying, well, it's we can't because of the sanctuary city laws. Well, the sanctuary city is illegal. Yeah. Well, just, just to right, it, that's a very weird dynamic right now because I, I mean, I'm just a simple guy. Yeah. It, you're avoiding the law by declaring it a sanctuary city, but now that law that you sort of made up supersedes deporting people. Yeah. That's nonsense. Well, and and also that's perfectly fine and good. But the state of Texas defending the southern border is apparently bad. Exactly. Explain that one to me. It doesn't make any sense. It's crazy. Uh, New York City Mayor Eric Adams, though, knows exactly why people are criti- criticizing him. Oh, it's not be- the race card. It's because he's black and he's hired a lot of black no. people. Yep. No. This is at a town hall uh, <laughs> where he is introducing members of his staff and his cabinet. Uh, here's, here's part of it. Have you ever seen this much chocolate leading the city of New York? And then go down the line. Look, look who's here. This is representative of the city. That's why people are hating on me. Oh, my God. You trying to figure out <laughs> why they're hating on me? They're hating on me because those are, how many of you go to church? Wait for it. Ma'am, this is a Matthew 21 and 12 moment. Jesus walked in the temple. He saw them doing wrong in the temple. He did what? <laughs> he turned the table Get over. I went to City Hall to turn the table over. Oh, my gosh. First woman this police commissioner of color. First Spanish-speaking police commissioner. First Spanish-speaking uh, uh, correction com- com- commissioner. <laughs> Go through the line of what we're doing. In two years. That's right. <laughs> they, yeah. they hate me because I'm black. The city that elected you hates you because you're black, and that means you're also like Jesus walking into the temple. Overturning the And tables. overturning the tables because you're seeing commerce being done. I don't understand. Was there money being exchanged in yeah, city the hall? the Pharisees... Ripping off people, just the regular folks. Huh. Boy, I don't know, man. That's a head-scratcher, isn't it? I mean, the Fonnie Willis appearance at the church in Atlanta actually made more sense than that. (laughs) And that was nonsensical. (laughs) I mean, I I have no idea, dude. It's just insane to me, man. There's so many people in this country. Okay. Uh, I guess I could speak for uh, just a me as a white dude. You know, you grow up, you see different injustices, and you're like, yeah, that's terrible. We we need to fix that. And over time in your life, you, you see things improve. But then you come to find out, even after we had a black president twice, um, that we went backwards from the 60s. Like, like, there's more work to do than what was trying to be done then. Right. And you're scratching your head on that. Wait a second. That doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. That's certainly not what Thomas Sowell would say uh, or so many other people that, you know, I listen to, Glenn Lowry, whoever. And then all of a sudden, it's any sort of terrible job you do or breaking the law, whatever it might be. Well, it's always because I'm black. <laughs> you know, like the third one this week. Yeah. That's Eric Adams. It's Fonnie Willis. Um, oh. And now we've got the you know, defense secretary, Lloyd Austin, saying the reason I didn't tell my boss 
that I was going to be out of work is because I'm a black man. And what was it? I don't want to steal exactly what he said. Maybe you could play it again. Yeah. As a as a black man, a lot of black guys don't like to talk about cancer. Yeah. Is that what we're issue to of secrecy, as much as it's an issue of privacy, and uh, this is uh, this is a very cancer period is is very private and. There may be cancer survivors amongst amongst us in this room right here, and I know there is at least a couple. There are at least a couple, uh, okay. but but you know uh, how how private that that is, uh, uh, and and you know what the initial diagnosis feels like, and uh, uh, and so among the black community, though it's it's even more a thing that that people want to want to keep private, and and again, it's more about privacy than secrecy. Uh, in my case, uh, I should have informed my boss. I did not. That was a mistake. Uh, and, uh, and again, I apologize to him for not doing so. Again, help me with that one, David. Hmm. Is there something to that that I've never heard before? Well, I, you know, again, I don't know on that part. But, again, he's the Secretary of Defense. You would think you would be able to be beyond that when you have a what most of us assume to be a pretty critical job within the federal government, within the military, you, you would think you Which would be able to supposed sort of, to be a meritocracy, right? Get beyond whatever you're bringing in uh, from your past. I mean, if you're uh, if, or because if, of health, I can't do the job right now. Right. I'll tell you exactly what it is later. I don't want to talk about it right now, but I got to let you know what it is. But no, it's sort of this message of well, hey, as as a black person what cory bush oh the reason they're coming after me spending what is it almost three quarters of a million dollars on security when i say defund the police the only reason i'm being criticized is because i'm black yeah dude people out of the goodness of their hearts want you know equality not equity equality and everyone to be given the same opportunities totally believe that but you get the sense especially over the last few years there are people calling BS now going, okay, yeah. enough. That it. <laughs> We're not going along with this nonsense anymore. And, I mean, I can't wait to see what Officer Tatum has to say about <laughs> these two things, about Eric Adams and Lloyd Austin. I'm really looking forward to that, that whole take. Okay, meanwhile, MSNBC's, what do you call Chris Hayes? Well, there are a lot of different things. I mean, I, Chris Hayes, he's the weird little guy on MSNBC who is kind of like a clone of Rachel Maddow, except he sits down to pee. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> okay, I couldn't quite remember. Um, yeah. He was saying there's only one reason why Republicans are talking about immigration right now? Yeah, uh, the only reason Republicans are trying to impeach DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, says Chris Hayes on MSNBC, who looks like the love child between a garden gnome and Rosie O'Donnell. That's <laughs> the other one. It's because <laughs> they want to distract from the fact that the economy has been fixed. What? They are reaching for their political safety blanket, which is called immigration. That makes them feel safe when they're talking about immigration. And they're doing this in hopes that Americans will pay more attention to immigration than the economy. And it's not a crazy idea. There are some signs that might be working. We got some polling out today that indicates that voters are starting to care more about immigration than the economy. Like, oh, the economy is fixed. Oh, well, I don't care about that. 
Okay. Yeah. Look, yep. look at conservative media opposed to liberal media. Oh, it might be working. No, people see it. You yeah. Dope. Again, setting aside politics and ideology, just the based on the metrics we have, we have a lot of numbers about the economy. It's the thing we measure basically more than anything. Okay. President Biden has done the best job <gasps> digging the economy out of a deep hole that we have seen since FDR. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. That's and just you delusional. Wonder, does, it is. Do you do you wonder? You wonder. Does he really believe that? Or it's just talking points, and I'll say whatever you want me to say. I, yeah, I think he's he's just a propagandist foot soldier. I have no idea if he believes it or not. He just plays a bit. Wow, man. Because you can't think for yourself and actually come to that conclusion. No, you cannot. Well, getting back to my safety blanket, legal immigration. Let me tell you something. <laughs> You're like Linus over there. Oh, yeah. Um, I was always pig pen. At least that's uh. what my mom said. It, it reminds me of the story we talked about earlier where there was a whistleblower at the Atlanta airport saying, hey, why, why do we have military people guarding where we have a bunch of illegal immigrants? What is going on here? People are being flown in from all over the world. Someone's paying for all this. What is going on? There's something else going on in Atlanta that I was just alerted to a little while ago. Yeah. Apparently, there is a problem with 911 in Atlanta. Have really? you heard about this? No. Yes, yeah, so they're dealing with a ton of non-emergency 911 calls, and it's tying up resources. And they gave a few examples of people calling 911. You trying to move pillows from one couch to another couch? Yeah. Fire and rescue don't provide those type of services. I'm sorry. Move a pillow from one couch to another. I need some help here. <laughs> what? And then somebody else, I think, just wanted the score of a game. <laughs> 911 with the address of your emergency. Yeah, you don't know what the score is, do you? The score to what, sir? I'm sorry? To what game? What game you trying to watch? <laughs> oh, maybe that's the problem. You don't try to look it up for him. This is 911. I'm yeah, not right. giving you the score to a game. <laughs> but I just want you to know, as a grown man, I don't want to ask one of my buddies what the score is. Because that would take away my masculinity. Right. So I want to call 911 <laughs> and ask what the score would be. You don't mind, do you? Okay. Good night. Uh, news update at War Straight Ed. It seems like everywhere you look right now, someone is sick. This year, prepare your family for airborne invaders like bacteria, pollen, and yes, germs with Navage Nasal Care. Navage flushes ultra-pure, refreshing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. Navage sucks out viruses, dust, and other airborne particles, all the stuff that gets trapped in your nose making you miserable. Don't get caught empty-handed this winter. Get Navage, the drug-free solution that helps you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier. Even better, Navage is HSA, FSA eligible. So Navage is a great way to spend those funds before they expire. Don't wait a minute longer. Buy Navage today and you'll breathe easier knowing you're putting your funds to good use. Navage is available online at Navage.com or Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, and Rite Aid. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. 
This ad furnished by Nesmond Taju LLC. Offer not valid in all states or where prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Honey, the credit card bill came, and we're maxed out. Great. Maxed out cards, rent is due, bills are piling up. We just need some extra cash to help us get by. We should do what my brother did. He went to 27cash.com and got $3,000. With our bad credit? 27cash.com is different. They're one of the largest personal loan networks. They can help people with any type of credit get up to $5,000. I'm sure there's a lot of paperwork. Nope. My brother said it was fast and easy. He did it right from his phone. If you have a regular source of income, you can be approved for a loan of up to $5,000 in minutes and your cash can hit your bank account as soon as the next day our lenders have millions of dollars to lend regardless of your credit history great news i went to 27cash.com and we'll have our money as soon as tomorrow wow that is fast if you need extra cash go to 27cash.com that's 27cash.com 27cash.com Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins out. He'll be back next week. You got a news update, David? Yeah. All right. So this, we've talked about this a lot, and we actually even talked about it like an hour and a half ago. Okay. The idea that how dishonest media can be, where they frame a story a certain way, mm-hmm. and you have a completely different perception about what happened. Uh, than what actually happened. Okay. Um, and in this case, the headline, and, and this is being pumped out all over the United States now in different uh, through the Associated Press, uh, Indiana lawmaker pulls gun on uh, during student-led gun control discussion at the State House. So what happened was you have Indiana uh, Representative uh, Jim Lucas. Uh, high school students were there during the uh, Moms Demand Action Advocacy Day. Big gun control group was there. So they uh-huh. got uh, high school students there demanding tougher gun laws, more, more because, I mean, that's what the left does. They, they bring kids who don't know anything about policy Golly. in there, and, and it's, it's emotional manipulation is the attempt. Now, we're still trying to make up test scores from COVID. Right. Okay. So they're showing up, and this guy's out there, and he's having a conversation with them. He's actually talking to them. Okay. He didn't flash, he didn't pull a gun on them. He happens to exercise his right to carry a firearm, and he has it concealed under a a coat, uh, under his suit coat. And here's how the whole thing went down. He just casually, you know, pulls the thing, pulls the flap back, and shows, yeah, I'm carrying right now. And then. Oh, like of a suit jacket? Yeah, a suit jacket. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and here, again, he didn't pull a gun on anybody. <laughs> Unreal. So, do you mean by carrying a gun? I'm, I'm carrying it right now. See, and nothing so about that you... makes me feel safe, no. though. I'm you sorry? telling, I'm saying nothing about someone carrying a gun makes me feel safe. It makes me okay, feel threatened. Okay, and that's what this is about. This feelings? is about feelings. Yes, okay, it is. People that want to kill you don't care about your feelings, though. <laughs> The people that want to kill you don't care about your feelings. 100%. So, okay, was that a teacher or a student? That was a student. Okay. It is about feelings. Yeah. Uh, no, someone's got to educate that kid. No, yeah. And, and I think, and, and again, I read the headline, and I'm thinking, okay, here's a good old boy who, like, brought out a gun or something. I'm like, I'm rolling my eyes. And... You know, then I watched the video, and it's like, no, he's actually engaging with these young people, and all he did was right. just, was just show a holstered 
weapon right in a safe position and said hey look yeah i carry for personal safety because i feel safer if i'm armed a lot of us feel that way sure and yeah then she says well i don't feel safe because of that and it's like well so what right but it's just the way the media portrays it yeah so yeah there'll be news organizations throughout the country rolling that later on indiana lawmaker pulls gun on students I don't know if you saw this. Switching gears to sports, Patrick Mahomes, of course, one of the greatest quarterbacks, you know, of the modern era. I think that goes without saying. Um, there's a picture taken after the game on Sunday in the locker room, and some people were surprised because he's not totally ripped. And they're saying, oh, my gosh, Mahomes has a dad bod. Look. I mean... Yeah, it's crazy. Like, are you... Are you kidding? That guy's an incredible athlete because th- there's some sort of bulking going on. Yeah, he doesn't have the chiseled six-pack ab look going on, but watch him play on the field. The guy's in shape. They, he, he doesn't have a dad bod at all. Oh, he put on social media, yo, why'd you have to do me like that, showing that <laughs> picture? Like, I got kids. <laughs> it's hilarious. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. All right, biggest story today. Outside uh, of that dude in Indiana pulling a gun on kids. <laughs> Except he didn't do that. I, no, I'm still, it's it's crazy because, you, you know, during the break, I'm seeing this headline and I'm like, oh, dude, come on. Really? That's not helping any of us. Why'd you do that? Then I watched the video. I'm like, well, that's not what happened. This no. guy's a freaking legend, actually. <laughs> well, he's, just, he's having a calm conversation. Right. Like, this is why and yeah. what happens. Yeah, I don't feel safer. Okay. It is about feelings. No, that's not how the law works, actually. No, it's not. Okay. So outside of that, well, there's immigration. There's the Lloyd Austin story. There's a lot going on today. We'll get a roundup of that along with another news update. Straight ahead, this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, out. Be back next week. Do you have another news update, David? I do. You got that grin on your face. Well, well, kind of. Uh, So you may have heard the news that uh, it was a couple days ago, actually, that the governor of Utah, Spencer Cox, uh, signed a bill into law which would roll back governmental and university uh, DEI programs in the state. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is becoming more and more popular, especially in, in conservative-run states, because they're, they're recognizing that DEI is, in and of itself, very racist. It is something that uh, is is really not uh, within the vision of things like the Civil Rights Act and things like that. I mean, it's, it's well beyond affirmative action, even. Uh, it is about prioritizing someone's skin color or ethnicity over any sort of merit. And it's very possibly something that if anybody really were to challenge this in court would be illegal. It's discrimination. 100%. Um, And anyway, I saw a video, though, because Democrats in the state of Utah and activists had a press conference. What they did was they wore all black like it was a funeral. 
to try to talk about how terrible this was. And the optics of this are unintentionally hilarious because the few black people that were in uh, the the group that was that was mourning the death of DEI, mm-hmm. the few black people in that group were pushed to the back. It was all white <laughs> women up front. <laughs> they were, they were, wait, 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 hold on a second. Hold on. <laughs> But it reminds me of, of, of the church, uh, that of the AME church, uh, Mother Emanuel, that uh, b- b- Joe Biden gave a speech at a couple weeks ago yes. where he was talking about bringing people together of all races and all of this. And you look at the video, and outside of a few church dignitaries in the front row, all the black people in attendance were pushed to the back again. Exactly. Do they not see the optics of I, that? Do they not grasp it? I don't think so. I mean, the self-awareness is very low. Well, it's, it's one yeah, thing it's, you see again and again and it's, again. It's Nancy Pelosi wearing kente cloth to honor the life and death of George Floyd. And thanking him for dying. Yes. <laughs> you can't make that up, man. Wow. Okay. Uh, something else getting a lot of play is the, one of the illegal immigrants that assaulted a cop flipping off reporters. Yeah. Holy smokes, man. Yeah. What, what are you going to do about it? And the reality is that the law in the city of New York and the state of New York apparently aren't going to do anything about it. Yeah, it was strange because Hochul, Kathy Hochul, the governor, saying, yeah, that's something we should look at. Deporting them, yeah. Yes, because people are like, "What? are you kidding me? This isn't like people that, you know, are respectful, just wanting a fair shot. They assaulted a cop, and then they're putting it in your face. Well, of course we should be able to deport those people. Get them out. Yeah. Yeah. And then you hear Eric Adams today say, yeah, we can't do that. Can't. Yeah. And an incredible piece of audio you played earlier going on and on. The only reason people are criticizing him or his policies is because he's black. Yeah. And he compared himself to Jesus turning over the tables in the temple. <laughs> and you're not making that up. No, that, that's actually what he said. Yeah. But and this dude that's getting all the play for flipping uh, the reporters off. He's the one that's wearing the Lakers T-shirt, which, by the way, used to get you beat up in New York years ago. <laughs> anyway, that's beside the point. Um, he was not the only one. There were others, too. I've seen you know different clips playing throughout the day. And every time, you know, for a lot of people, the reaction. I'd like to punch him in the face, I'll tell you. I think that's a yeah. growing feeling going around the country. Um, some other things out there, and we'll probably have more time tomorrow to get into this astounding um but not surprising uh the free press today had a piece that talked about afghanistan where when we pulled out and it was just awful um left tens of thousands of allies stuck there and always saying yeah we're going to do everything that we can yeah you know to help the people that we left behind in afghanistan including u.s citizens and you know, you remember all of that, the people chasing planes and clinging to the wheels. If you drop from the sky, it was crazy. Yeah. Um, well, the person in charge of rescuing the Afghani friends there mm-hmm. has now been nominated as the, U- the next U.S. ambassador to Iraq. Oh. As we've talked about many times... Yeah, Tracy Jacobson, 
not only does no one get fired, people get promoted. Wow. For doing a terrible job. Yeah. Just, you know, absolute insanity. Pray for the Iraqi people because they're screwed now. Oh, there yeah. is. There is. I'm convinced now there is absolutely nothing that the Biden administration can't completely mess up. Oh, yeah. It's even, you know, as we're talking about right now, hey, what are we going to do about the three soldiers that were killed? Yeah. Well, we've telegraphed it. Yeah. So the one terror group responsible, they're they're already, you know, out of dodge, according to reports, because we let people know ahead of time. Yeah, yeah it's coming and it could last for weeks. <laughs> I don't know how that makes any sense. But we don't seek a war with Iran. Yeah, always got to say that. Like they're 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 telegraphing it and then apologizing in advance. Yeah, because we got to do something. We yeah. just can't. You know, what has it been? One hundred and sixty-six attacks now yeah. on U.S. troops since October seventh. But yeah, we're going to do, and we have been. We've been protecting our servicemen and women. Oh, how? It's the question a lot of people have. Well, on a lighter note. We've done this many times, like Britney Spears updates, since everything went haywire. Well, her reign of terror has only just begun. You've said that after, you know, her dad was no longer in charge. People wanted that for years and had talked about it at the time, like maybe there was a good reason that was happening. Yeah, I think her dad is probably the hero of the story. We just don't know everything that was going on behind the scenes. Well, online right now, there's a big fight between Britney Spears fans and Justin Timberlake fans. Hmm. Don't know if you've heard about this or not, um, but it goes like this. Um, Justin Timberlake has you know, apparently a new song out, and Britney Spears fans got together and went on the streaming platforms and bought an old Britney Spears single, song called Selfish, because his new song is called Selfish. Hmm. They didn't want Justin Timberlake to be number one, Okay. So they flooded the zone, and they got this old Britney Spears song to be number one. Okay. Okay. And if you remember, in the Britney Spears book, she criticized Justin Timberlake because she said she got pregnant. It was his baby. He didn't want to be a dad. He didn't want her to be pregnant. And the abortion and a lot of bad feelings about that, right? And so then after this single... Goes number one for Britney Spears to take out Justin Timberlake. Britney Spears, it's like this Mia Culpa. She goes online and says, hey, I uh, want everybody to know if anyone was offended in my you know, book by anything I said, you know, I'm sorry about that. By the way, the new Justin Timberlake single is great. You know, I just love it. I'm in love with it. And yeah. every time I see him and Jimmy Fallon, they just crack me up. <laughs> like, see, I'm not mad and whatever. Yeah. So Justin Timberlake, then uh, appearing at Irving Plaza in New York, it's a one-night-only birthday concert, before he sings this song that he apparently wrote about her over 20 years ago, Cry Me a River. Yeah. Before he sings it, says, and I'd like to apologize to absolutely bleeping nobody. Uh-oh! <laughs> All right. So there is your Britney Spears update. All right. Fantastic. Yeah, now you know. Did you see this story? I thought this was somewhat inspiring. This 37-year-old guy named Sean G. He wanted to climb Mount Everest. Too expensive. I've heard that it's really expensive to try to do that. So he climbed the equivalent instead on his stairs at home. 
and wanted to see if he could do it in under a day. So if you do the math, this is the way I understand it. It's the equivalent of 3,277 floors or like 32 Empire State Buildings. Dang. So the video, if you see the video, it's this guy going up his two flights of stairs in his home and then back down over and over and over. <laughs> and as he starts, you know, he's got plenty of spring in his step. As it drags on, he sweat through his shirt. He's got to change his shirt. Yeah. And then I, I think it's his wife is that videoing and she's it's kind of funny or whatever. But he actually does it. Did it in 22 hours and 57 minutes. Golly, man. I don't remember the last time I stayed up 22 hours. <laughs> He's going after the record. Yeah. You know, it's just, holy cow. Whenever you hear somebody say, you know, I'd like to work out more, but I just can't get to the gym. I can't yeah. do that. And this guy's like shaming. You got stairs, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Those stairs. Yeah, no doubt. Okay. We've talked about this many times. There seems to be a new crisis all the time. And you're wondering what's going to be next in the world and how is it going to affect me? Yeah, what, what is the broader conflict going to look like in the Middle East right now? We keep hearing we don't want a broader conflict, but uh, who, knows? who knows? And in addition to what that means for national security uh, and just the United States in general, uh, you know, a lot of people are wondering how is this going to affect uh, the financial realm? Mm -hmm. How will this affect your savings and investments? Well, it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold and Birch Gold Group. They can help. And it's true. As opposed to a lot of other investments, gold thrives in times of uncertainty. And it's an important part of diversifying your savings. Yeah, they'll help you convert an existing IRA or a 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. All you got to do is text MVCR to 989898 for a free information kit. They've got an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They've got countless five-star reviews and thousands of happy customers. Yeah, let the pros at Birch Gold Group show you how easy it is to protect your finances, get a little safety net uh, through precious metals. Text MVCR to 989898 for that free info kit. That's MVCR to 989898 to get started. All right. Got to get to another news update. Man, I saw a crazy stat today, too. In September, there were 305,000 births in the United States. The same month, 341,000 migrant encounters. <laughs> it's staggering, man. We'll get to that and memorizing the news coming up. you into reoccurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Hey, Dan, how you doing? Haven't seen you around the gym for a while. Yeah, I've really fallen off. Since I turned 40, I just don't get the results I used to get. Could be a lower testosterone. Lower T. Yeah, I went through it a while back. Once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone. I got Nugenix Total T, and it's made a huge difference for me. I've seen that on TV. Is it for real? Oh, yeah. The patented key ingredient is something called Testafin, which helps boost free and total testosterone levels to help you trim up and stay lean. And it's made a difference for you? Man, I feel like I'm in my 20s again at work in the gym and in the bedroom are they still getting out complimentary bottles for people to try it for themselves yeah you just need to send them a text text him to 321321 right now for your complimentary bottle of nugenics total tea the number one selling testosterone booster at gnc plus text now and we'll include a bottle of nugenics thermo our most powerful fat incinerator ever to help you get back into shape fast absolutely free text him to 321321 that's him to 321321 
Chilly winter mornings are perfect for staying under the covers and having breakfast in bed. HelloFresh knows that, and they're giving away one free breakfast item with every single HelloFresh delivery for life. That means while you're a HelloFresh subscriber, not only will you enjoy your pick of the tasty dinner recipes they're known for, you'll also enjoy breakfast for free. HelloFresh actually has you covered for every mealtime occasion with a delicious array of quick lunches, sides, snacks, apps, desserts, and more. And not only does HelloFresh help you cut back on extra trips to the grocery store, but their pre-portioned ingredients help eliminate excess food waste. This new year, make eating better and saving money a priority, and make it easy with America's number one meal kit. Join HelloFresh today and get free breakfast for life with code MVCRFREE at HelloFresh.com slash MVCRFREE. That's one free breakfast item per box while subscription is active with code MVCRFREE at HelloFresh.com slash MVCRFREE. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. As always, thank you very much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. Scott Robbins. We'll be back next week. You got a news update, David? Uh, just sort of a weird thing. We don't have to spend a lot of time on it, but the headline reads, Indian police clear a suspected Chinese spy pigeon after eight months in bird lockup. Spy pigeon? Yeah, they, they saw a pigeon that had some sort of ring on its leg that where there were chinese characters on it well eight months that was eight months ago and they've had it <laughs> kept in lockup ever since apparently because the bird could be a spy i don't know if they waterboarded the spy I, I'm, I'm not really sure they cleared the bird's name though because they finally traced it to a taiwanese bird racing outfit but apparently bird racing that bird, outfit yeah apparently they race birds and the the bird the pigeon uh, flew all, made it from Taiwan all the way to Mumbai. A pretty hefty trek there. That's unbelievable. But they, but yeah. So it was not a spy. But it's not the first time a bird has come under suspicion in India. In 2020, Indian-controlled Kashmir police there released a pigeon belonging to a Pakistani fisherman. Um, the bird had flown across the border, and well, that's that's a little nerve-wracking there 2016 another pigeon was taken into custody after it was found with a note that threatened the uh, uh indian prime minister wow who knew <laughs> and i have an update on a story that robbins had earlier this week i guess i could include this in nimrods uh you remember the story about the illinois state congressman that introduced the bill that would prevent cops from pulling you over unless you're going at least 26 miles an hour over the speed limit yeah like, what? Uh, Democrat by the name of Justin Slaughter. So people online are like, this is insane. That is one of the worst ideas I've ever heard. All of a sudden, he's backing way off of that. Damn. Saying, uh, listen, I only introduced the bill to continue a conversation about people getting o uh, pulled over for minor stuff. Uh -huh. And then busted for other things like drugs. That's all it was. I just wanted to start a conversation. Sure. Shouldn't you... Be seems doing like, other things. Seems like that conversation is over now. Yep, grand opening, grand closing. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Ian. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. Grand opening, grand closing for Chris Rock will never get old to me. All right, Nimrods in the news. 
we start in Mason County, Washington, just outside of Seattle. Our Seattle friends probably know this story already. Um, local Sheriff's Department posted about this on Facebook, said that their, quote, beloved radar trailer decided to take an unscheduled road trip courtesy of a white male in his 30s. Someone stole the radar trailer. <laughs> you know, they Wouldn't... have them in different places. Yeah. Just taking it... your speed limit, making sure. Yeah, it'll flash if you're going over the speed limit. Yeah. Yes. They just took it? Just took it. <laughs> Some dude. I'm sure that Justin Slaughter and Lolly's like, yeah! <laughs> Well, he said they said the guy hooked it up to the back of his 1990s Ford pickup and drove away. You weren't in the area, were you, David? I was not. <laughs> I I just love. Well, now I'm just picturing maybe he's an aspiring Major League Baseball pitcher because isn't that what in the oh, movie yeah. The Rookie? Isn't that what yes. he does? He goes out and finds one of those radar things and throws a few pitches to see how fast yes. his, his fastball is. Yes. Did I ever tell you a buddy of mine? Maybe he had one too many. And him and his other buddy said, let's go try that thing out. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> I wish I could name him because you know him. Anyway, uh, they, they're, they're hoping that someone will spot the uh, radar trailer going down the road. They haven't heard anything yet. They don't have it back. Um, so we'll keep an update on that. Also had a dude in Australia got busted. It's pulled over, right? Routine traffic stop. Mm-hmm. Panics. Hands the cop a bag of cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) And he hid his wallet under his seat, probably. (laughs) Got a little mixed up there, you know? Yeah, not great under pressure. And then a dude in Florida arrested. He walked into a church thrift store. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, I mean, it's bargain basement prices. Sometimes they just give things away. Um, He walked in there completely naked. No. um, And stole a T-shirt. Which was valued at $5. If you are going to steal, shouldn't you get some britches, too? (laughs) Undies something, maybe? And that's Nimrod's in the news.